Hi and welcome to the 11th episode of the Get Funded podcast. My name is Steve Livingston and this podcast is brought to you by IP Tax Solutions, the innovation tax specialists. So in this particular podcast, we're going to cover the advance assurance procedure for the Enterprise Investment Scheme and the Seed Enterprise Investment Scheme. And a bit of background uh, before we, we dive into this. This podcast is a series of podcasts meant to be very short uh, episodes, really just to give you a heads up on the sorts of things you need to be thinking about if you're going down the avenue of raising funding for your business under EIS or SEIS. Not a substitute for professional advice, and I do recommend if you've got particular issues or anything uh, out of the ordinary, then you may well want to seek some advice. Uh, but hopefully for many of you, it may be sufficient to get you down the road and get the funding you need for your business. So as I say, today's episode is all about advanced assurance procedure. And I suppose we kick off by saying, you know, what is what is advanced assurance um, first of all, it's not mandatory, make that point clear, it's not a mandatory procedure, although you'd be well recommended, because what you're basically doing is an opportunity for you as a company to approach HMRC in advance of uh, issuing shares under SEIS or EIS, and to basically say, this is who we are, this is what we're going to do, this is what we're going to use the money for, here are any particular issues we're concerned about, and as you will see from the previous episodes, there's quite a few things that can trip you up along the way, and for a chance for you to say, are you okay with this? Are you satisfied? We are a qualifying company. They won't comment on the investors themselves, but HMRC will, if they are satisfied, write back to you saying, yes, we are satisfied. You are a qualifying company for the purposes of raising funding under SEIS or EIS or both, um, depending on what your application states. So it's a hugely valuable process. Um, I've Probably wouldn't recommend you you don't do it you know it's it's you know the only times i've seen it not been done is just time where for whatever reason it's been left too late or uh they just they have to come to raise funding very very quickly those are the only circumstances i would imagine where you wouldn't go down this route because as i say it's a chance for you to go to hmrc and, and sort of lay it all out for them and say are you satisfied if they say yes then you can feel more comfortable when you issue the shares to the investors that they are going to get the tax relief because obviously the the nightmare scenario is uh, you issue the shares, they put the money into the company and then something transpires that HMRC say afterwards, well, for whatever reason, you don't qualify. And if you, you know, investors turn around to you and say, well, you know, why not? Why don't you get this advanced, advanced assurance in place? Um, and it can all end in tears. So highly recommended. And as I say, most sophisticated investors will insist upon seeing evidence, that letter from HMRC saying that you are a qualifying company before they'll part with the money. So it's, there is, it's a procedure, it's an opportunity that's there and uh, you should, well, take it. So what is it? It's an online form um, that you actually print off and sign with a, a kind of a wet uh, signature as such and you post it to HMRC. You can find it by Googling SEISAA or EISAA and you will find it via the government website. Uh, it's a, um, as I say, it's an online form you fill out and then you print it off as a PDF you sign it and then you submit it to uh, the uh, small company enterprise centre, that division of HMRC, which deals with these applications. In terms of uh, other points to note, I mean, when you fill out the form, it is it, re- it requires additional information. 
So as well as setting out you know, the name of the company, its registration number, uh, its address, etc., sort of identifying the company, you also have to send any company accounts if you've got them. Uh, it may be too early if it's SAS, you may not have prepared any accounts yet. That's fine. You just don't tick that box. You don't enclose anything. Um, but it also asks quite crucially for things like the um, Articles of Association. Um, and this is one area where it's a bit of a chicken and egg sort of thing. You really need to give the latest version of the articles because if there are any changes envisaged later on post the application process, then HMRC don't really know what's going to be, you know, what's going to happen. In which case, they'll quite often say in more recent uh, um, responses, you know, this is dependent on the articles being as they are. If you envisage any changes, please almost reapply again. So there's there's always a timing issue here, and it's it's quite difficult because the the kind of the lead time for this tends to be four weeks. It can be as long as six, depending on the time of year and how busy HMRC are, because I think they are kind of swimming in, in these applications, as you might imagine. So it's trying to get as far down the line as you possibly can with the articles and ideally have a final version, and then you could submit those with the um, application form. That's, that's probably one of the most critical forms that they'll want to look at to make sure that the shares that are being issued are eligible shares under either of these schemes. So that's a point to watch out for. Um, also, any prospectus you have um, or anything else you might be sharing, sharing with investors, they'll want to see something along those lines just to make sure there's nothing in there that's out of the ordinary or that could jeopardise uh, the qualif- qualifying status of the company. Um, we often put a letter with the form as well where we set out any further background that we think might be relevant. If there are any particular issues, again, that we want to flush out with HMRC to make sure they are satisfied and nothing that can kind of come out of the woodwork later on. So that can often be good practice as well. Um, to make sure that you've kind of, as I say, got everything out. Because this, after all, it's a tax clearance document. It's a formal declaration. And what you don't want to do is submit something that's half-baked and then further down the line, as I say, HMRC asks some questions and then you say, no, 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 but we had advanced assurance. And they turn around and say, well, you never mentioned this. If you'd mentioned this particular point up front, then we wouldn't have granted the advanced assurance. And they reserve the right to do that. So uh, you want to make sure that you kind of get all your cards on the table with HMRC up front and um, that way you can move forward more comfortably. Um, and uh, as I say, timing, you've got to allow four to six weeks um, of actual time postage as such. You, know, you might take a week or so to get it all together and then four to six weeks to get the response back and you'll get a letter back from HMRC saying, hopefully uh, we're happy with this or they may come back with queries um, in relation to it where they're not quite happy with certain points um, and they want further clarification or if there's something that's kind of you know just a stone wall no they'll just come back and say sorry no we can't grant uh, your uh, advanced assurance that this is a qualifying company um, so that's advanced assurance for our procedure i strongly recommend uh, that you uh, subscribe uh, in the show notes to our newsletter we will be holding webinars on this in terms of how you fill out the forms and uh, we're looking at a forum where we'll share some documents and some case studies so please get over to the businessn2k.com website show notes um, or, or on the site and just uh, register there for the newsletter because that way you'll find out about these sorts of events we'll be holding um, and if you want any help or you can reach out uh, via the website um, at businessn2k.com. Uh, please get over to iTunes and subscribe for this particular podcast, the Get Funded podcast, and then there will be future episodes as well as past episodes that you've missed so far. So you can get a hold of them there. And I'd be really appreciated if you give the this podcast a review because that way it helps more entrepreneurs and founders get hold of this information and hopefully, again, help them get the funding they need. So my name's Steve Livingston from businessn2k.com. I hope you found this useful. 
Thanks for listening.